What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Mo Buckets podcast. My name is Hoodie Ben, and yo, this is the finals edition, the championship edition. I got my championship squad with me. To my right, we got the Buckets, James Buckets. What's up? What's up? What's going on, boys? And then, not to his right, we got the Vision, a Frankie, a Vision. What's going on, B? Dude, I am so sunburnt right now. <laughs> you can see lines. You can see lines on this dude right now. You're B. redder than the red wine <laughs> in our cups right now. That's yeah, celebration. That's, yo, a, yo, that's Frank, a celebration. Frankie built like the Canadian flag right now. Right? <laughs> yo, red and white. Red and white. Yo, I see, I see dude, the reverse. I see the reverse like jersey on you. There's literally like a contrast. Like it was like a ruler. Oh my goodness, man. Only for you. Only yo, for you, Toronto Raptors, man. You're a walking sunscreen ad, bro. Uh, rounding it off, we got the Magic Man, Magic Mitch. How you feeling? How you feeling? We made it. We did it. Yo, bro. Cha- yo, we did it. Champions, man. The Toronto Raptors are your 2019 NBA champions. Let that sink in, boys. Yo, yo, yo. Can we toast to this? Toast can we toast to this, to this one, real quick? One time. <laughs> one time, boys. Oh my. What a ride, yo. We're drinking that wine for Marcus All. Yo, Marcus So was lit. He, he, yo, there's the finals MVP, Kawhi, and then there's the parade MVP, Marcus So. I wish he did a speech. Yeah. That was the only thing. I wish he did a speech. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, that, yo, what are your thoughts, man? It's, it's been a whirlwind over the last couple of weeks. Yo, any, any initial thoughts, man? How you guys, where your, where your head's at? What a time to be alive, man. Like, just, just, if you, if you were to recap the beginning of the season, if you were to play episode one of the Mo Buckets podcast of season two to where we are right now, I don't think any of us could have predicted that we'd be here. None no, of us could have. None. Um, I'm still kind of in shock, to be honest. And I don't think it's really set in yet. I don't know about you guys, it's but. Very surreal. Like, a very surreal feeling. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. as Raptors fans for so long, you know, Vince Carter days, Damon Stoudemire, Doug Christie, those days, till where we are now and we're champions. It's still like I don't know. Mm-hmm. All this stuff has happened and like parades and all that, but I, mm-hmm. it still hasn't sunk in. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, yeah. To go on that thought, like I still don't feel it yet. Until you know, maybe maybe until we get that game on Christmas. <laughs> you know, we gotta be that. <laughs> finally, get, gotta finally get, get it. Get that rematch against uh, you know Golden State. Have that Christmas special. Probably yeah. going to be lined up. You know what I mean? That's probably going to be lined up. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Like we're wearing championship gear. Like we got the hats. We got the clothes, and it's just I don't know what it is, man. Like I, I I'm curious to know at what point that's actually going to sink in for for the city. Like we had we had mm-hmm. the parade, we had the celebrations, but it's crazy time, man. It's it's crazy time, man. And I think it came to show a lot more than just the game. Like to be honest, when I look at this experience and how the entire finals was, the storyline wasn't just about basketball. It was more yeah. than that. It was about a country versus like a city, you know, it was about yeah. the, it was a different type of finals, right? We've yeah. never had that type of exposure where mm-hmm. an entire country is being put on the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and not to politicize anything or anything like that, but you know, obviously everything in like the news, the media, it's such like everything's bad. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then to have something like this, unite everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you could go around, like you go to work, you go wherever you can't go anywhere without someone talking yeah. about the Raptors. Yeah. 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 And like I've never experienced anything like that where everybody you know, everyone you see, mm-hmm. they're a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? e- even people that have never watched a game, you're you you're seeing them like decked out in Raptors gear. Yeah. And it's oh, it's city, man. The city, the country, the country. on a wave, yo. Yeah. You know, that's the thing, right? Like whether or not you're a basketball fan, you were exposed to it. You were like one degree removed in every fa- facet, you know? Like there's someone 
guaranteed in your circle of life where they're 100% a Raptors fan just because of the movement. So everyone was just exposed to it. I don't like showing up to work this past like two weeks. Unreal, mm-hmm. unreal. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and I think that's not just work. It's just every aspect of our life in the last two weeks. Yeah. Like as fans in Toronto, what a time, man! What a time. You, you know when when I actually realize like something is happening in the city or something just happening with everybody in the city. When my girlfriend, she hate she hated basketball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, she got me. She got us tickets to game two. Wow! Like who? Wow! You? How can you go from that? Yeah, to to going to the game. Yeah, you know what I mean. And paying the and premium. Paying the premium. Woo! Wow! Yo, sh- shout out to your to your what? It, uh, fiance, your fiance. Say no. Cheers to that one, man. Yeah. Jasmine, we see you. We <laughs> see you. We see yeah. you. Shout out. Shout out. Yo, so did, did you lock her down after she got you tickets or what happened? That was, that was, that the, that was the deal breaker? She didn't even need to. That's what, that's what <laughs> that shows how much it had an impact. Yeah, right? it's crazy. It's crazy. And, and I mean, like, we're going to get into the full, you know, celebrations, reactions, championship parade. We're going to talk about all that. But we also got to talk about the NBA finals that led up to that, right? Like, this was, you know, like, this was the mighty Golden State Warriors against the Toronto Raptors. The, the newcomers who, who have never been here. And we saw the Toronto Raptors dominate mm-hmm. Golden State in six. Dominate, though? I, I, would, I would fully say dominate. The, the, let's go around. Do you, you think there was a dominating series? Let's, let's start it off right there. Was it a dominating series? Or was every game close-knit? What do you guys think? You know what? Like, if you think about it, the Warriors, we, we beat the Warriors 3-0 on their home court. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, that's yep. domination. And besides that game two, where uh, Golden State went on that 20-0 run in the third, qu- third and fourth quarter, we were in control because we fought back. Remember that? Mm-hmm. We were essentially in control for a majority of the series. We ended up right? losing by, what, five points? Yeah. And it yeah, took it like a this mir- a miracle shot mm-hmm. by Iggy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in game two. I would say, yes, yes, we did dominate them. But again, they, w- they weren't at full strength. They weren't. Agreed. So, Agreed. you know, it's, it's, it's very like, questionable to say that we dominated. We, yes, we should. We should be dominating yeah. them because they're missing, you know, one... Huge factor in Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then then you you factor in you know in Game Six when they also lose Clay, mm-hmm. so they they were pretty banged up. Yeah, but Jimmy, you know, a win's a win though. I mean, a yeah, win's a win. I'm not gonna win. say no yeah, asterisk. Yeah. Hey, okay. No one's saying there's an asterisk beside this, but to Jimmy's point, I felt like even at a diminished strength, they were always two to three possessions away from shutting down any type of run. Like they just needed 45 seconds to run. Just like just just to get open shots. If they were just hitting shots for a one minute stretch, we'd be in trouble, right? I never felt like we were solidly dominating any game, even though we won three games away, which I totally agree is like a huge statement for any team. They always were just in the thick of things, you know. Like Curry had back to back threes. There, there was a possession when you know I think in game three we were up quite a bit on and Golden State floor, but when Clay and Steph when they just hit side to side shots and they're the three point line, they close leads within a minute. You know, and I think that's something that when I was watching, there was no game where I felt, wow, Toronto's clearly got this in their hand. Like, it was always down to the wire, essentially. No, that's true. But for me, both of Golden State's wins, they were so close. And they're both Mm. games where if Toronto just hit shots at the right times, we would have won. Like, it wasn't like Golden State dominated us. Or or it's not like Golden State should have won any of those games, realistically. Toronto was in control of all of those games. And it just happened that we either missed shots or we had some bad turnovers or, you know, bad times. Mm-hmm. But I honestly, watching those games, I never felt like we would lose this series mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I, I don't know. One thing that also played into this series is that the clout of injury. You know, and I don't think we've heard this much drama surrounding is a player going to play or not mm-hmm. than this series in a long time, right? First, like to preface the series before, or sorry, coming into this, KD was, you know, clearly injured, expected out games one, one and two, possibly back in by game three, right? He ended up playing game five. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, also kind of injury. What, he missed game three? Missed yeah. game three. Missed game three. Missed game three. Um, he got injured in game three. Injured in game two. Injured in game two. And then didn't come back in. So that was always a question mark too. And those are huge factors, right? And it shows how vulnerable a top-heavy team like Golden State is. It's it's huge, but at the same time, like these, these guys are, they're all superstars. These guys that got hurt, they're superstars. And, you know, rightfully so, they deserved a lot of attention for missing those games because they're superstars. Mm-hmm. Like if it was like a, a random role player missing those games, no one would care. Mm-hmm. But these guys are superstars. But at the end of the day, Toronto took care of business when they needed to. They did? Oh, 100%. And Mm -hmm. to me, like, yeah, like, people are always going to say, oh, there's an asterisk, but, you know, injuries happen no -hmm. matter what. Mm -hmm. And you can't say Kawhi wasn't hurt either. Yeah. And with Golden State, like, they know all about it, right? You look at some of the teams that they face against LeBron and the Cavs. True. That first year? They've Mm -hmm. gone uh, against some banged up teams that the Cavs have had, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and LeBron's always had to carry them. And we saw in game three uh, when Steph put up, what, 47? Like and it still wasn't enough. Like, yeah. dude, that that's a day in LeBron's <laughs> books, right? Like that was rough. But <laughs> welcome I, to my world. Yeah, welcome, <laughs> welcome and, to and, my and world. Legit, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 you know, I totally hear you guys on that uh, on the injuries because, like, again, we're talking about two players who are game changing players. Mm-hmm. Kawhi, I mean, uh, sorry, Clay and Katie. We, like, no doubt about it. Um, but injuries are part of the game, right? And it's yeah. like it sucks that, like, you know, I'm sure fatigue caught up to Golden State. I'm sure injuries caught up to Golden State and. You know, this just wasn't their year, I guess, right? Like, well, I, you can't say it wasn't this year. Like, you can't say there wasn't bad luck. But at the end of the day, you also got to chalk it up to their team is not built to be durable, right? Mm-hmm. When you're a team that's that top heavy, you're so vulnerable to these type of risks. And when you play extensive minutes in the playoffs, like you lean on these three guys so heavily through the entire playoff run. Hey, man, chances are one of them's gonna get hurt, right? So it I mean, sucks that it happened. Cousins came back from that oh wow that was looked terrible that injury it looked terrible and it came injury. Back. Mm-hmm. so you gotta give it to their team right and you, what's odd is that these were always like game time decisions right it's always like oh day of game time decision is he gonna play is he gonna not we're gonna wait till tip off right so it was always i wonder how much that played into the coaching and the preparation against a team um you know it, no yeah. like but to what you're saying yeah like all the respect to the warriors for fighting 100 yeah. right? yeah, they yeah. never quit which mm-hmm. is you know that's a champion mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. but honestly this is such a different Toronto Raptors team this year. Mm-hmm. At, at, like, I would say at any other year, all of us would be doubting. Oh, for sure. We'd be like, there's no way we're going to win this. Mm-hmm. Yo, no, just, no way. Yo, but just the momentum, though, like from series to series to how we got here, like, it, it's when we won game one, that was such a big statement. Like, I, as a Raptors fan, I, I, was, I was almost in awe, man. It was like, we're, we're at this point where we're in the finals where we've already, like, we've farther than we've ever gone, and you're already so excited. You're already so happy. You're already so content. But the way they won game one, I was so proud of that team. I was like, this team, everyone is stepping up. Fred Van Vliet is stepping up. Mm-hmm. Danny Green is making game plays. Abaka was wow. Like, I, I got to say, in this series, I you, you got, he yeah. was killing it, man. Mm-hmm. Like, the, mm-hmm. the support he had for the team, how he was stepping up. And it was just hustle plays. It was just, he had, he had like one great offensive game. But throughout the entire series, man, just his hustle. You, you gotta love it, man. You gotta love it when a team steps like that together. They, they peaked at the at the perfect time. Yeah. Like mm. every single series, they got better. Like they they took everything that was wrong or they mm-hmm. what they did wrong in the mm-hmm. previous series, and they learned from it. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, kudos to Nick Nurse for making those adjustments mm-hmm. when he needed to. It's, you know, Steady Freddy. Like, steady who knew Freddy. that he'd step up, like, this big after well, the Orlando and that yeah. Philly series? Like, that was... Those no shots that you hit, it's just the magnitude of the shots and, the like, those pressure moments. You know what he reminds me of? He, he reminds me of, like, kind of, like, what Derek Fisher used to do for Lakers. But he's like somewhat more steady. He hit he's better. Yeah, he's he's better. He's better defensively. He's stronger. He's he's a better playmaker. But it's just like that type of role is like we we put we pinned him as a top five role player in this playoffs. Mm-hmm. And like we did it. And this is I guess this is kind of what we saw, right? Like his ability to hit those threes. Yeah. His ability to I don't think we saw that though. Yeah. I didn't to take the pressure off of, but we yeah. we okay, fine. Taking the pressure off of Kyle Lowry, right? Like But he had it, the platform to do it, man. He had the he opportunity did, he did, to do yeah. it, right? And to do it off the bench, I think, is even more impressive. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're leaning on a bench player to do that is wow, that speaks volumes for the type of player he is. Um because you just gotta stay ready. Yeah, stay, stay ready. ready Freddy, yeah, you need man. steady Freddie, man. He was, That's right? It. Like That's it. I dude, this guy, he, arguably the best role player in the postseason. Best I don't bench player? Could, I don't know who you could Lou say Will? else. Lou Will? Well, no, I... I like role player? Oh, role player? Nah. Nah. Ba- no, bench, 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 bench. Lou Will, maybe, yeah. Lou, Lou Will, Will maybe. Yeah. The Clippers Lou Will too. was pretty good, they man. They didn't win. They didn't but win. No, in terms there. of what it's he delivered for the team? Yeah, no, come on, man. Like, Freddie, he led the team in score. Didn't he lead the Clippers in scoring off the bench? But that's his role. That was his role. Like He's like a starter off the bench. The thing is, like Freddie hit shots. Like We needed those every one of those shots that he hit. And they were such big moments. And they were turning points for the game. Like, they were huge. Yeah, they were huge. Like, completely changed the momentum of those games. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when we needed them, like, they were, they were slowly catching up. And then we had that one big th- three-pointer from Fred. And it would just bring back our lead up. So we, we get a little more comfortable. Mm-hmm. He always gave us those moments where we're like, oh, maybe this, this, this momentum is shifting. And he would just break that. Mm-hmm. And his defense matched, too. Right? He stepped up on defense. He, honestly, there were, there were times when Curry just burned him. But mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. for the most part, he's so on him. You can live with those gambles, right? Yeah. And it was just, you, like, I think you mentioned, man, you hit it on, man. Yeah. Like, the fact that the team peaked together was so beautiful to watch, mm-hmm. right? Like, Kawhi was Kawhi, just as good, if not even, you know, honestly, he had some great defensive moments, too. Showed the extra hustle. Kyle Lowry, wow. You got to give a shout out Props to this dude. to Kyle Lowry, the Greatest Raptor. Oh. Franchise history. <laughs> all right, Mitch. All right, all right. All right. No, but you mean, I think you're, you're taking away from that? No, no, no. Right? At this Wait, moment, man, he I, like, he I think he we delivers. can all agree. He got better from the pe- previous series. Like, oh, I think everyone on the Toronto Raptors got better from the previous series, which is which is very rare to say, right? Like very rarely do you see a team and we needed everyone's efforts. If every like if everyone didn't pitch in at the right time at the same time. Like Norm Powell taking some of those Norm Powell is incredible too, mm-hmm. man. Some of that like mm-hmm. he had some like that dunk he had just to swing the momentum in game 1 was just absolutely crazy, man. Like yeah. you know, what? like I mm. actually think mm. Kawhi wasn't even that great this season, this series. I think comparing to the Milwaukee series, he did way more in that series than he did in the Warriors series. But it's just everybody stepped up for the Raptors. I, I do think that Kawhi played more defense, though. Like I said, you're right. On offense, I feel like he did less. But his defense was really... And I think it was underrated. His help defense was incredible. The box out that you don't really see. like His, his rebounding. rebounding. His re- oh, his rebounding. my The fact that he fit in the... The box in one was another thing. Like, that was a very interesting play we saw. Like... I'm sure you guys all heard it. Like one of the rarest times, probably one of the only times you see a boxing one ever in, in, in NBA, you know, standard gaming. They ran it so well. They were effective at switching. They communicated really well. And I think it starts with the community. Like, it starts with Kawhi, man. I think Kawhi, because he he was pr- usually the first person to help. Well, off Nick the Nurse, too. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, Nick Nurse, Nurse put that 
mm-hmm. like Together. told them like let's play this. Yeah. Do, do you think they practice that? Or do you think they called them the fight? You got to practice that, right? No, they you have to. You, yeah, you, yeah, I'm sure you, you practice it. You just, that. you know, you find and a situation. The thing is, he would like mix it up. Yeah. Like there'd be some plays where it'd be boxing one, other plays as man. He had triangle and two. I've, that I've never seen. A triangle and two is one of the rarest things you ever see where you have a triangle on D and you have the two wings guarding Clay and Steph. He ran that for like, yeah, not, not that many minutes, but it just showed how versatile Nick Nurse is. And mm. I th- dude, another thing too is it exposed his history. I didn't realize, I did a little bit more research, man, but he, this guy's won a lot of games. He's, he's won at every level. He's won at every level, and he's competed on so many international levels, mm-hmm. right? And he's talking about how when he was younger, he faced Pau Gasol when, like, when Gasol was like a teenager in Europe, and he took some of those plays to play in this series. And I'm just like, wow, man! Like, he understands to, the game. Man. He understands the he game. Understands These people the game, just love basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Like Siakam was another like, man. Dude, was spicy. Siakam team. was good. This, this whole team, mm. yeah, is is basically the definition when when you when you're talking about players who want to sacrifice for a greater good for a greater goal. And that's what they all did. Like from top to bottom, everybody sacrificed. Mm-hmm. They didn't really care who's 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 getting the most shine, who's not. They just sacrificed just for that greater good, just to get those W's, to get the win, just to beat Golden State. Mm-hmm. Jeremy yeah. Lin too. Jeremy, yeah, yeah, everyone stepped up <laughs> garbage. Yo, time. he got his what two minutes, yeah. two minutes of PT. Dude, but I'm no, sure he put in his time at yeah. practice, right? You know, to yeah, be to yeah. be on the real, you know, we I'm don't sure see, they all see what happens in the yeah. you know, practice. Yeah, yeah, we we don't see if they contribute, and we sh- we sure they do, right? But and honestly, like if you think about it, he probably came here. Expecting to play a lot more, mm-hmm. he sacrificed well, for sure, yeah. and he's kept a positive attitude yeah. the whole time. It's yeah. it's so easy for especially a big free agent name at that time to be like, listen, I was brought in to play, like I'm not playing. Like he could have been all that, but no, he just kind of swallowed his pride. Like he he knew, like uh, especially Freddie was playing well, like he supported the whole team. Um, and yeah, Jimmy, to your point, like everybody played the role, and like it's going back to the whole Kyle Lowry thing, man. I've, it's it's so impressive seeing like, what he's doing for the Raptors. And now, like, you know, we always call him, he's kind of like the engine of the the franchise, the engine of the team. And you see it, man. He's the heart and soul, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. the way he just gives up his body, like, every single mm-hmm. night. This guy hasn't felt his left thumb in, like, two months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he's been battling. Like, he, he's saying it's numb, and he's still going out there. Like, he knows he's not a scorer, but he's going to throw his body out there. He's, he's sending players up. He's throwing dimes he's hitting threes mm-hmm. he came out gunning that game six when they needed him 11 of the raptors first yeah. points yeah and i think like 15 points or yeah, something in the first quarter like because like all and, and the thing is like you knew all that pressure all that you know criticism around him being a choke like choke player it's all it's always around him but mm-hmm. like he's he's finally able to kind of free himself and like live in that moment and just flourish mm-hmm. like and it was it was great for you know to see that and just it was like crazy, man. Playoff Lowry, like, you know, like the guy who always shows up in chokes. Yo, rebranded, yo. You can't refer to him that like that ever again. Mm-hmm. He's a champion. He's broken those chains, man. Mm-hmm. Broken only, those that chains. That only goes to DeMar now. Who? <laughs> 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 oh, shut up, DeMar, man. No, but no, Listen, you sacrificed for this. Yo, Jimmy, put respect on that name. Sacrificial <laughs> lamb, man. Sacrificial lamb. Well, let, me, let, me, let me ask you a question, though. With the whole thing about Kevin Durant. When you were watching that game, uh, game five before he got injured, bro, and he was putting up, no, it's scary, yo. it's scary. I it was, was like scared. twelve points in eleven minutes. Like when I was watching that, and then it, oh, you know I, m- the thought of not of him playing throughout the rest of the series, I was worried. Mm-hmm. I was worried. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this this might actually become a reverse sweep, and we might lose. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me worried. you weren't worried? No, I one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah l- let's put some setting on this. Okay, this is game five. Okay. Raptors were up 3-1. There was so much pressure on the Golden State Warriors. And as a Toronto fan, to be honest, there was more hype on Game 5 than Game 6. Like, the entire oh, city. Of course. We're at a ready. home game. Everybody's I ready. I felt like the entire city was about to explode, man. Like, 
everyone everywhere was like, where are you watching the game tonight? Where yeah, are you watching yeah, the game yeah, tonight? Yeah, yeah. You're getting ready to take Tuesday. Everyone was getting ready to take Tuesday off, okay? That's how the city felt. It was The energy was incredible. And then when it got announced that KD was playing, yo, dude, I got nervous, man. I, I was like, well, you know, we can do it. And then I, he stepped on the floor. Dude, this, this, where are his like, first three shots? Three points? Like, first yeah. three? Just spot-ups. Just, just yeah, spot-ups. Spot up, yeah. Rise and shoot. He had one with Kawhi literally in his face, and he just, mm-hmm. like, nothing. Siakam, there's one with Siakam's in his face. Just like, like nothing, man. And I was like, this this guy's not even trying right now, and he's lighting us up after a month of not playing. But I wouldn't say he's not trying, Frankie. Come on, man. He was just spot up shooting. He didn't even jab step or nothing. You know, that's what I'm. Well, it was we like saw what happened when he did, right? And we saw all saw what happened, what happened, what happened honestly, like, when he did. Going into that game, I wasn't actually that scared because I was like, there's no way. Okay, KD was not clear to play in game three, right, or game four. He yeah. wasn't, which is was three days before. He hadn't not even practiced yet. He hadn't yeah. even practiced yet. And at that how point. is it possible that three days later, yeah. he's allowed to play with no minutes restriction? It wasn't. It wasn't possible. They just they it, just bypassed every every protocol, yeah. every con- yeah. con- uh, control to be like, hey, that's, is this that's a good the idea? Thing. And then it was like, yo, we have we need him. We need, yeah. You know, they're like, all right, forget it. Just like that's why no matter what, like yeah, he came out hot in that game. But I. I I wasn't worried because I knew that he would never be 100%. Oh, not, and playing. not even close There's to. no way. Not say, do you to. think they need, like, if you watched how the four games leading up to it were, I think the biggest problem with Golden State is they did just, they, they were missing one shooter. Like, they were missing just one player. Not even a dominant player. They just need one person that can shoot. Like, the way Steph and Clay played, they were swinging the ball. They were just missing, like, one small piece. And KD wasn't answered. Even at 50%. I thought KD could have done some crazy but, damage. So the thing is, though, like the, the issue to me wasn't Golden State's offense. It was their defense. They couldn't stop the Raptors when mm-hmm. they needed to at any point. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, if Fair point. You, know, you saw what happened when they started to put uh, Cousins in pick and rolls. They were destroying, oh, destroying them. them. Yeah. If they started doing the exact same thing to KD, oh, I, I don't think KD would be, able to do, like, would be able to keep up. It's Honestly, it's tough to say, but like, if you see how that was trailing, though, I feel like he brought so much confidence to that team. When KD was playing, it brought more confidence to Steph. It brought more confidence to Clay. It brought more confidence to the just, whole team. Just him being on yeah. the court and just in the presence of the whole team mm-hmm. was just motivating everybody else to step up and play even more than than they could. Exactly. They won. Yeah. So I mean, they won. So yeah. I agree with. So I agree with all this, right? Like, and clearly because like we know he's the leader of that team. Like it's KD's team. But I really uh, think what? to no Steph's team. Okay, no, get out of here. It is one, definitely Steph's one A one B. Okay, no, not, no, 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 Steph's team. Steph's team. Okay, okay. Well, KD right, was the best player at that yeah. time. Steph's team. I, I think Steph mm-hmm. would have said it's KD's team. Okay, regardless. No, regardless. Regardless. So when he came back, when he came back, obviously there was like emotional lift. But to Mitchell's point, like I really think that the Raptors. At that state, they were ready to handle anything that Golden State was going to do. They were True. so locked in, like at the, especially three one. We had taken two in in uh, in Oakland. We're coming home to celebrate. Like everyone was ready. I think the Raptors were ready. It was just yeah. We still lost though. It, and it all came down to that one three, right? It all came down to that one three. That was what uh, do you mean? that was three threes in a row. Oh no, six. I meant the 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 Kyle three that that Draymond blocked. Oh, at the end? Yeah, like it was one it, possession. It was it was a one possession game, possession right? Game. And that was you know regardless whether or not you know Kyle would have hit that shot or not, that was a great defensive play by Draymond. Obviously, mm-hmm. clutch shots leading up to it, you know, from Steph and Clay leading up to that. But um, oh, I really think that the Raptors' confidence we were still high, but it was actually for me personally, it was actually after Game Five. That's when I was nervous because KD had gone down. We had known like he he tore his Achilles. 
we saw kind of the whole reaction, you know, with, with uh, mm. Golden State's crowd and the uh, the Toronto crowd, you know, like all those terrible Toronto fans were. were Yo, sure, we got we got to yeah, cut yeah, a minute so, off Yeah, of that. This, is, this is a side note. You know, si- you know, side as note. Canadians, man, we do not condone like what happened. We we think that that's obviously that's terrible. You know, you should not be cheering for. Uh, anytime ever. a player goes down, ever. exactly, ever, ever, ever. Don't right? matter and if you don't like them. It don't matter if you don't like them. You don't celebrate injuries. Yeah, right. That's no one. That if you're celebrating injuries, and then that means you're very, you're very. Uh, it's a selfish. It's a selfish move because this is bigger than the game. This yeah. is someone's health that yeah. they're risking. Right. So it's their but, livelihood. Yeah, His career might never be yeah. the same. Too. Exactly. Exactly. And so it was. It was after all of that that like, the 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 balance of kind of like the motivation and the momentum kind of shifted to Golden State. I really mm. think like the narrative was like, oh, you know, Raptors fans, like what, how can they do this? You know, a lot of support started shifting to Golden State. Oh, and I think so. they had a lot of momentum, right? Because now all of a sudden you're playing, your entire team is playing for KD. You know, mm. we, we saw how they came out in Oakland. They had the, what, play for KD shirts. Mm. Like everybody was like, there was a lot of hatred kind of and anger built towards Raptors. So I was actually super nervous for game six. Dude, and it was justified. You know, I'm not going to lie, man. Was. Like watching it as, as a fan, when you see a player opposing or team, whatever, you, you, your heart has to go out to that person, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. when Toronto fans reacted like that, it just, it broke my heart. And I was honestly distraught. Like so, I'm, that, I was, I was, I was distraught because, I felt like as Canadians, we're, we're better than that. And as someone who's gone through injuries myself, man, it's it sucks. <laughs> Bro, I hate to bring it up, but a lot of people are starting to experience it, right? Because mm-hmm. I think now more than ever, people realize how fragile pe- just we, we as people are, right? And for him to... Dude, that's a devastating injury. Well, we won't know the consequences. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I agree with you guys, what you guys are saying, but I also do think the media completely blew all of that out of proportion. Like... You, you have these videos of, like, some fans, you know, you had that one guy in the front row, like, waving goodbye to KD. But, like, honestly, that's one or two guys on that specific video. Other people were, were distraught, too. Like, it's not like all the fans were doing this. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, you have, you know, you get, like, this mob mentality when you're with a crowd of, like, if someone starts chanting something, people are going to follow that chant. Mm-hmm. But realistically, like, we know that Toronto fans aren't bad mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. know that you know we're canadian and you know as much as the stereotype is oh we're too nice it's it's true to mm-hmm, yeah. an extent right and i do think that the media took that and obviously it's like such a good video clip it's such a good thing that can go viral it's clickbait they completely yeah. took that and yeah. blew it out of proportion and there's always going to be sorry go ahead no i mean I, I, at that moment when it did happen people didn't really see like what actually happened right yeah like, they didn't it was realize. only it was only until you know after replays and everything you can see you know, a close up of his of his of his Achilles just popping mm-hmm. oh, and just rupturing. Just but then afterwards, when you when you get the severity of what happened, you have Lowry, Green, Ibaka telling the, cr- the crowd to stop cheering. Yeah, oh, like huge props, down. huge yeah. props right? to those players yeah. for doing that. Yeah, yeah. and then, then they switch it around, and then now they're cheering for KD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right? that's but the thing, right? But the media doesn't show that. No, they'll mm-hmm. just show us cheering for the ra- for yeah. for the injury. Like Frankie said, it's clickbait, right? It's clickbait. Yeah. Like that's that's why yeah. I'm like as mu- as bad as certain fans are. When you're gonna have bad fans for any team yeah. anywhere, so, so like that's why I'm like, yeah, that sucks. But I would never take that what happened and and put that on an entire fan base. True, I agree. That's what was happening. There's, there's bad apples in, yeah. in every bunch, right? Yeah. Like and. You know, we saw what the fans, you know, the fan afterwards sent him flowers, said, like, listen, like, on behalf of Canada, like, we're sorry, because you're right. Like, it's not representative of who we are as a fan base. Uh, what I will say is that, like, you know, on top of that kind of mob mentality, 
the Toronto fan base, like us included, like we are desperate to win. Like we just mm-hmm. sure. we've been waiting twenty four years for this moment. Like it, they're, they're, we're starving for some kind of success. And sometimes, like when that happens, you're in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. I can see that how that clouds a judgment. Not that for I'm sure. saying it's right or wrong, but especially when you don't know the extent of the injury, right? You exactly. see a player like you see yeah. one of the best players on the opposing team go down. You don't know the extent, and maybe it's minor. You're, of course, you're you selfishly, of course, you are a little bit excited, right? Because yeah. your chances of winning are so it's much three one already yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. So, so tell so tell me, like, they, I I can guarantee you the reaction of the fans and everybody there. If you saw his ankle go this way or or whatever, if you could actually physically see what happened, people would not cheer for that. Mm-hmm. Like if they saw like a, mm-hmm. a Gordon Agreed. Hayward injury yeah. or whatever, and they saw Katie's ankle that way. As opposed to, you know, we can't really see what happens with Achilles mm-hmm. or an ACL or whatever. If they saw, if they could True. physically see it, they would mm-hmm. not cheer for that. Agreed. I can guarantee you. Yeah, yeah. Hindsight is twenty twenty, right? And like, like, it's closing on this one, man. Like, I think sports brings out the best and the worst in people, right? And it's situations like this where it just, it puts everything into perspective. This is beyond just sports. It's beyond like how we as fans consume this and how we react to it, right? And it's an opportunity for us to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's terrible. Toronto fans, you know, you know, be better next time. Be more classy. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a good opportunity for all of us to learn, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, looking at this now, shout out to K- KD. We hope you get better. Even Clay, um, right? Like, oh, man. When, uh, when we're talking oh, about man. injuries, what Clay did in game six after he tore his ACL... Did you see the way he came out of that tunnel? Dude, he was ju- that that <laughs> that look in his face straight up was Mambo mentality. I thought he, was like, he came out. He's like, I don't care what kind of pain I'm going through. I'm hitting these free throws, and he actually wanted to play. He didn't want to sub out. Dude, he Bob was, Myers came down. He was walking out, and they're like, Hey, Clay, if you don't shoot these free throws, you can't come back in the game. I'm in instant one eighty. <laughs> comes back out, shoots those free throws. Starts trying to play on D, yeah. jumping up and down, doing knee highs. That is oh. insane, yo. Matt, I remember yo. I texted, I don't know who I texted. I'm like, dude, is, is Clay made out of adamantium or something? Like, <laughs> like what the hell? Oh, man. That, and that competitive spirit, man. So, yo, honestly, shout out to Clay. Like, yo, ACL, we know that's no joke, especially if you tear it, but mm. that. <sighs> yo, okay, let's, let's talk about him in the games, though, right? Like, over the six games, I think Clay was arguably the best player on Consistently, the yes. Consistently, he yes. shot. Defense, like, especially defensively too, he slowed down Kawhi quite a bit, right? And he helped out on all, like pretty much ever the defender. Most, I think he was more consistent than Steph shooting over wise. Like Steph had some cold fourth quarters, man, through the games. Um, Clay was, I think, the one that really carried them through in game, in game two, um, and he's the one that kept them in for game three and four as well. So all in all, man, I think some people were even saying if Golden State was to bring it back, it might have been Clay that got in the Finals MVP, which definitely I think he de- deserves some um, attention for, but. I think he stepped up. I think we we saw Clay get to a level we haven't seen before, especially given the opportunity with KD out. We saw him play at another level. Well, you you could tell, right? The Raptors were just smothering Curry. Like mm. that was their number one thing. Yep. Stop Curry. So then that leaves Clay, right? Clay was so money. Every time he shot the ball, I'm like, damn it, this is going in. <laughs> and it goes in. And then they're like, oh shit. Even game six, when this guy came out, yo, he came out gunning too. Like he, he went down, he was already yeah. at twenty eight. He's right? carrying the team, man. Yeah, I don't I, like, you know, back to KD. What do you think? What What do you think this is going to do to his legacy? I mean, he was on pace to be like what top five score of all time, of all time. It's a big question mark. Like he was probably going to end up being a top what fifteen player of all time. Yeah. Like it, it breaks my. I mean, heart we too. we went through this whole thing about you know like wh- how do you recover from this injury when we talked about Demarcus Cousins, you know how do you recover from this? You can say oh you know Katie's only a shooter, but I I think he still used 
his athleticism to oh, for sure. you know get that first step just to you know drive to the rim everything just it's not just him shooting it's him elevating above just so he can get that get that uh, height mm-hmm. <sighs> like yeah, i don't know like it, it's so it sucks to think about but like like i i think at, i don't even want to say at this point but like he's he's accomplished so much in his career he's already run won the rings he's gotten the individual accolades like at this point do you just if you're him, do you just say like, "Yo, try secure that bag," and it's, just kind of like, it's don't, always, don't even you, it's don't even always, put the pressure on yourself. It's always about securing that bag. Come on, you, you know, get the what, five year deal. Look, and look just what happened. Like, chill Again, out. Look, look what happened to it. Right? Yeah, yeah. And he didn't get that bag. Mm-hmm. Yo, no. but hey guys, hold, 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 hold. Let me pump the brakes here a little bit. All right, like KD, he's got he's gotten the bag. Right, listen, this guy, he's making enough money from his previous years right. and the contract deals he's got. I think by the end of his career. He will make more money outside of basketball than he will make inside basketball. He has like honest. that whole he has an investment. He's, dude, fund. he's got a huge venture fund in Golden State. Like he's he's like I, I don't I'm not worried about the money. In terms of his legacy though, this is it breaks my heart, man, because how old is he? Like what, 28? 29. 28, 29. He is a seven foot shooting guard. That's I think he's turning thirty. I, I honestly think he could be the best player. He's real I, I think he's the best outside was, of LeBron. The next few years would have been KD's era. It, it could have been KD's time. And it's just sad that, man, it's sad that one play can take it all away. It's just, man, it breaks my heart, man. One play one play can can take away all, all the dream. I wouldn't even say it's one play. I think it's it was the decision of the organization. Yeah, yeah. Put it okay, on Bob. So, okay, put, put hold on. on. Put it on Bob Myers. Put it on everybody. You see his, his post-conference yeah. when he was crying? Shout out, shout out to Bob Myers. Those, those tears weren't for KD. Those tears were was, was him being guilty. <laughs> he felt guilty for making oh, the decision sure. of, you know, obviously KD wants to play, right? Obviously, obviously you're going to have your, med- your medical staff. Who employs the medical staff? Golden State. What are they going to do? They're not gonna, are they going to say no? Right? They're not. So you need a second opinion. Mm. Did he get one? He did. Yeah, he, he had his did. own team. Well, yeah, his own medical again, staff. Again, it was it was outside. It was still within the organization's recommendation of who who to get. Oh, so it wasn't man. like you know how with with uh, Kawhi Leonard, you know, even though the medical staff of all the staff uh, in in San Antonio said you're good, he found another another source saying, hey, you're not good, and he went with that. Okay, so so to be fair, I, I think like we don't know if he had kind of his own sources. I'm assuming he also had his own trusted sources outside of the organization that. Took a look, right? Like we we don't know the the full extent of that. Um, we just looked it up, but like he's he's thirty right now, so um, it's hard. Honestly, I, it's really hard to pinpoint the the blame on one individual, right? Like it's easy to say, yo, Bob Myers uh, and the Warriors, like you guys messed up, like you shouldn't have given the green light, like. But part of that, I I personally think, also has to go to KD because like for sure he at this point he's thirty years old. He's been in the league how many years? Like he's a professional. He's won. He knows his body best, right? Like. And, you know, you, you can give the argument that you can't put that decision on a player at that point because, like, he's emotionally invested. But you invested, should take, it, uh, take that decision away from him. But why? But at what, the end of the day, because he's the player that's going to go out and play. He, he's the player that's going to control his, his movement. I feel he, that, he knows I how feel that they feels, did that right? because they knew KD was probably most likely going to bounce in the season and at the end of the, at the, end of the summer. Mm-hmm. So they were like, you know what? Let's milk him for as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Did, did, did Houston say, hey, Chris Paul, you're injured. We need you in game six and game seven. Come play. No, they didn't. They shut him down because they know, hey, we still have three or four more years to pay to, to have him in our thing. We're not going to risk this asset. Right. But yet, you know, they know 
KD's on a ticking time bomb. He's leaving. Right. So might as well use him as much as we can. Milk him for what he's worth. So that so yo, so that all makes sense, right? But on the flip side, right, you can also look at it from KD's perspective and say, hey, look, I got all this media attention coming on me. You know, people are saying, yo, Clay's playing, uh, uh, Looney's playing. Why isn't this guy playing? Like, for him, he can be like, yo, my legacy's on the line, right? If I can play at 60%, 70% and possibly help the Warriors come back, why wouldn't I? Right? Because, like, I agree with all, all everything that you're saying, but, like, you know, there's the media, like, and we know KD, he wants to preserve his, his legacy. Like, he's super sensitive about, like, what people say about him. He, like, he himself is probably let, letting a lot of media come, get to him, right? Like, for him to make that ultimate decision, it's like, if I tell you to jump off a bridge, Jimmy, <laughs> I get, no, no, straight up. I give you all the information, yo, this is why you should jump off the bridge, whatever, like, end your life now. That decision to jump off the bridge or not, that's, that's up to you at the end of the day, right? Like, you can put the blame on me for persuading you, but you got to make that action. No, but like uh, uh, you should be taking that decision out of the own player because you know where his, his head's probably not in the right place to make a decision about his health and then, you know his future. Yeah, as an organization, you should be above that. No, and I, yeah, and I agree with you. That's why I think like overall, like it's it's hard to put that blame on one person, right? I th- I think there's a bit of blame to go around to all parties involved, but like it, it's an it, yo, it's an unfortunate situation, straight up. That's I'll all. I'll say it that is. you both are right. Like, I, I completely agree with both of you. It, you know, like what you're saying, you can't, you know, what Jimmy's saying, you can't leave that up to the player. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if the player's coming to you and being like, I can play, I'm 100% healthy, like, I can do this. And he said he, he got in practice, right? And but then that's because you have doctors saying, hey, you can't injure it more than, than you already have. Yeah, that's no, crazy. That's true, like, you how do you say that? How do yeah, you know? if, if the fact that was the line. That I think crossed that crossed everything. The fact but that a doctor can say, "Hey, I think you're at a good rate. I don't think you can hurt this injury more than it already is." But this is the thing, right? Like, if if KD went through practice and he was fine, who? How can you tell him that he can't play? But then you just you know I mean? you, like just like you know, twenty minutes ago you said, "Oh, he went from game game five, yeah, exactly. Four, game four. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I I don't know how you do that. I think that if he when he came back, he should have been on either a minutes limit. Or he should have been told, like, okay, we only want you to play as a spot-up shooter. No cutting, no planting your foot to, you know, to drive. Like, but you and they could have told him th- that. Th- there's, there's no, but, okay, straight up, as a competitor, as a basketball player, you, you can't. There's only, there's only, oh, there's one speed. Right? Yeah, it's like, you don't. But if you know that you are basically one movement away. But you're in the re- championship the game. Even if he, you know, he was told, okay, you can't injure it more. No matter what, if he injured it again, this is an injury that t- kept him out for a month. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, he knew that if he got injured again, he would not be coming back. Okay, I'll, I'll say this, man. I think I, I don't think it's possible for a player to limit the way they play. I, I don't think that exists, especially at the professional level. You especially play the game. In the finals. Uh, yeah, it's Carter. Anybody? Okay, Mitchell. Mitchell. Okay. <laughs> he completely. No, okay. it's, it's Vince Carter chose how to play. But this is still different, though. This is almost like, hey, don't. Turn my le- my knee left. That's you, a regular you season. Okay? Yeah, and that, finals. Yeah, don't matter. Finals. Yeah, and these are mechanical things. You're telling him, "Well, don't you bring up VC?" I know, Mitchell. How Come dare on, you bring up VC? Let's be real. That's what he did, right? Okay. Okay. But on Kevin Durant, man, like it's as a player, you you don't have the ability to limit your movement because you play the game the way you play, and as a player, that's the only way you can be successful. So there's that, and I think too, it's it's tough because with Kevin Durant, man, he's dude. He saw yeah, Serge Ibaka, like, yeah, I can take this guy. Like, and then boom, <laughs> man. It, it's tough because this is the ch- potential 
closer for the season, right? Like, there's so much that's going to go on because you're, whether or not you're playing, there's already so much going on. I just feel bad that the media had so, I feel like he was pressured to play in any type of way. And it's sad. I think it's just sad that he, the, our, our media is shaped in you know a way what, that though? He feels I think pressured like, to as play. much as people, you know, people attack KD all the time on every single platform possible. Mm-hmm. If so, like if someone's like that already, like I don't think people telling him that oh you're soft for not playing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that pushes him over the edge mm-hmm. of playing when he knows he shouldn't. That that's my thought. Like but he's you not don't that know weak. You shouldn't. Honestly, no one, no. I don't. I really don't think a player knows I shouldn't play. I'll be honest, man. Like it's until you get severely injured, you never know. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I shouldn't yeah. be playing. I don't. You don't know what that limit is. This is the thing, right? This is not his first major injury. Mm-hmm. He's had foot issues before, right? He, like so he had that surgery. fracture before. Yeah, he had Jones, Jones surgery. So yeah. it's not like this is the first time he's ever experienced True. an injury, and he's like, "Oh, I can, I'm invincible. I can yeah. do it." But, but yeah, so I, I agree. And here's the thing: like, I think we all have like pretty good valid points. It's like the the thing with sports at the end of the day is such like a fifty fifty thing. Like, if he stayed healthy and Golden State won the game, he would have been the hero. Right, it's like oh my, like this guy comes back, you know, scores twelve points in the first quarter, like first half, uh, gives them the lift, uh, keeps their season going. He gets all the credit, all the glory, all the uh, based on that success. But it's such a bang bang fifty fifty because like now that he gets injured and they lose, it's kind of like okay, do, do you you know like you shouldn't have come back, whatever. It's like hindsight is always going to be twenty twenty at the end of the day. But I think maybe this is you know unfortunately. Like in this circumstance, maybe this is how KD finally gets his respect, right? Because like after he, you know, like he tore his Achilles, everybody praised but him. But like, but it should have come exactly. down to him getting injured through putting his body through the through. It the shouldn't. Series. It shouldn't. But but this is what happened, though, right? Like mm. it's it's one of those things. Like ideally, obviously, I mean, yeah, it doesn't but, happen. But does, but, but does respect get the bills? Pay the bills? Yeah, where's where's it. it, right? He got the, all right. the respect. He got all the respect in the in the world. What, what do you what do you what, th- Jimmy Bucket throwing facts? So what do you think, Katie? Um, what do you think, Katie craves more at this point, money or respect? He was going for money. No, no. I, th- I think he. No, that's pure respect, if, if right man. now, no. if you tell me right now that he could walk away from the game, he was gonna he was gonna walk away from from Golden State to get you know that huge deal from. But he, but anywhere. Anywhere. he, he didn't need to play. Money. He, he didn't, didn't need to play. He didn't to need, to, play he didn't to, do need that. to play. He didn't need yeah. to play. But I just think he valued people's opinions, and obviously he values what the media thinks of him, or else he wouldn't have played. Like if he knew his body. But we already know. Like Bob Myers already came out. And he said they're going to take care of KD. They're going to take care of Clay, mm-hmm. because even with the injuries. So. Everyone going to take care. So, let's be real now, okay? You know Every- what? Like. I, I think we could keep talking about this for <laughs> for hours. I think no matter what, this is just an unfortunate thing that happened. Well, one hundred percent. Every I think everybody's to blame, and this is just something that yeah. no one could have foresaw coming. And this is just a really bad accident. Well, that you happened. could kind of sit, you know, you can kind of be like, it, yeah. it, it's, unfortunate. Yo, it's unfortunate. Jimmy just right? wants someone's head, yo. Jimmy wants Bob Myers' head. Yo, but so okay, honestly, let's, to wrap it on that one, man. I think we all had you know a, a crazy experience watching. The six games on the finals this year. If you guys can quickly point out, what do you think was your favorite moment over the over the six games in terms of basketball moments? What was your favorite basketball moment over the six games? My favorite was uh, when Freddie hit that. I think it was it game. F- I can't remember what game it was actually, but when Freddie hit that that rainbow shot. Oh, with Draymond closing with Draymond out on closing him? Out and, him? He, and that was a oh, foul? And that was definitely a foul? Yeah. Definitely a foul. But that, that shot completely, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. after he hit that, you're just like, okay, 
there's nothing that's going to hit these Raptors that they're not going to be able to come back from at that mm-hmm. point. Favorite moment? Favorite moment? Ah. You can go first. Um, I, I think my favorite moment was game five. When um when was that game five when when Kawhi went on that crazy kind of ten run, run by himself yeah that that Jordan esque run um because I was in the building and that was the moment because like we talked about everybody was ready to celebrate game five and you know Raptors were down pretty much the entire game but they were fighting back and like for that moment when he when he went on that kind of crazy ten run the entire arena and I'm pretty sure the entire city and country like that's when we tasted the championship. It was it was such a surreal moment to see everybody just go berserk, mm-hmm. like in the arena, like just the shots he was putting up, those threes, those those shots. He was like they were all tough shots, and he was just in another world. Like it was like during that run, so I was at home watching it. I put my pants on. I'm like, yo, <laughs> guys, where are we gonna meet? Where are we gonna meet in the streets? Yo, we were ready. Yo, we were everybody ready, was ready. At game five. <laughs> yo, champagne was was, uh, was lit, ready, yo. bro. Jimmy, what, what was yours? Uh, my favorite moments probably game six. Got to give it to Freddie. That one mm. huge three when he took the pick and right at the top of the key he just jacked oh, yeah. it up. And step back was that the step back? He lost. He lost his defender. Yeah, like his defender was like turned around and he's wide open. Just hits that three and then just just the emotion he let out. Oh, yeah. yeah, the scream. That that yeah. slow motion of him. That scream. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm. Chills, oh. yo, y'all take about moments, man. Yo, and to be honest, I like it's it's hard to even come because like, you guys, I de- man, calling out so many great moments. Um, one thing that kind of stood out to me was kind of post game. Like I think it was game four at Golden State. You know, at, at, when the game was over, I loved how the reaction of every player was so calm. They weren't celebrating. They were just they were they were ready. Straight, you know, business. they were composed. Straight business, and it was on to the next one. And you saw the energy they carried off the floor and just, I was so proud of them. I was like, wow, this is, as, as a Raptors fan, because part of me was excited. Part of me was jumping up and down. Like, you know, I was overreacting, right? But to see how calm and composed they were, I was like, wow, they are a step ahead right now. They're not just, they're not just like outperforming. They are ready for this, right? Like, they're not just getting super lucky. This is when they're ready. And like, to see how they carried themselves off that floor, I was this is the moment. Like this is when we've ascended to the next level, and, and like the cap it off, man. To see those uh, Toronto fans in Golden State singing "Oh Canada" at the end, mm. that was beautiful. Yo, that can was. We, mm. Can we take a moment? Shout out all of the Raptors Woo! fans around the world. Shout out to the Raptor fans in around Oakland. the world. Yo, there's no fear, yeah, man. You're, man. You're behind enemy territories. You're those behind Waterloo enemy. students. Jeez, man! Like shout out to those Waterloo cops, man. Like you know, we the north. Them. And it's just everywhere. Crazy. You know the fact that we had viewing parties everywhere? Like a Jurassic Park, North, Jurassic Park West, a Jurassic Park in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I heard there's Jurassic Parks across the country. Like, dude, it, this, yeah. this yeah. just brought... Yo, Yukon too. Yukon, mm-hmm. man. That's, That's yo, crazy, the north man. of the north, man, for all our, our American friends, man. Like, it, it might be less people, but the fact that we bring people from all over, is it's something to say about it, man. There's I mean, something together, to say like about it. It's like over 30 million people. Yeah. yeah. There, there was, there was a stat million? saying that it was like over like 15 million people tuned in for game six. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. almost half the Canadian yeah. population. Just, just the diversity of people that were watching though, right? Like it's just, it's it's everyone. It's my Indian coworkers. It's my old Chinese aunties, man. It's like yeah. all the classic guys. It's like everybody everybody of every nationality. You know, they see you with that Raptors girl. Yo, what's up, man? Like, yeah, yo, yeah. you watching that game tonight? Like, yeah, all just... the honking, man. You're down the street. Oh, Everybody's my goodness, man. Like, every man, game when the... Ra- like, honestly, even the games we lost, 
it was it was crazy because like the city was just electric and i guess you know this kind of goes on you know what, what, we're, what we got on the agenda like game six reactions and celebration okay like I, and i'm not even just gonna limit it to game six because i think every game was a celebration yeah hold, hold on yo where were you guys when you guys were watching the game six when it finally ended and we knew that the raptors were championship what was going through your head like what was going through your mind where were you guys Jimmy, shut it off. Where you at? Uh, I was at Chinatown. Big Trouble. <laughs> big Trouble. <laughs> okay. Shout out, shout out to Big Trouble. But uh, yeah, it was pretty. You know, they had the two projectors. They they legit. They never even had these. The the owner had to buy these projectors, buy these big screens, <laughs> multiple TVs, just install it, just so that they can make money on these type of games. Because if, if if you're not playing it, no one's really coming, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can see this with all, all these other bars across Toronto. They're mm-hmm. like this this playoff run. Made so much money, oh, not man. just oh, for the easy. city, but for everybody. Everybody, right? There was one. There was one Jack Astors on like, um, like oh, front, front? And church. Oh man, they were closed down for renovations. They were like, "Yo, we're losing money from this playoff run because we're not open." They basically just stopped renovations, reopened it just so wow. that they could play these games. Yep, mm-hmm. yeah, dude. It was yeah, it, it was, was real, man. I I I gotta give a shout out to Hoodie Ben for hooking yo. us up. I got, uh, I got y'all, yo. Yo, got myself y'all. and uh, Magic Mitch and Hoodie Ben were right at Ground Zero, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Watching man. live. And, yo, dude, what a time, man. Best possible place to watch. Chills, live, man. Dude, Straight dude, up chills. Like, oh, man. Like, th- honestly, man, there's so many emotions. And it's crazy because, you know, it's funny. At the beginning of this podcast, we were saying how we, we, st- still, we still haven't realized it. But I remember being in that moment, man. I was like, I was almost in tears, man. Because, like, throughout the entire game, we were so confident. And, the way it closed, like I, I gotta, I gotta bombard with this first because leading up to it, a fraction of a second earlier, Danny Green does the, cr- the most terrible turnover of all time, like the worst mm-hmm. turn. Like, oh man, what? A few seconds left. You've got the ball to throw it over and turn it over. Like everyone's heart just like shrank. You know, yeah. like everyone's frozen for a minute. But that sigh of relief and just that that explosion of joy it was just, dude. That's something to witness, man. You that, know what? Like what? The moment, like I started to really, like, so really started to sink in. When Larry went on that run, even in the first quarter, I was like, "This is flashes. this is like something like you've I've never seen before." And it's like, "Oh my god, we're gonna win!" <laughs> Yo, and I didn't want to believe it. We were just, we, I remember we kept looking at each other, and be like, "Oh my god, my heart!" Like we can't take this. Magic Mitch had his Kyle Lowry jersey on, yo. He's, he's rapping oh, hard. That was the greatest yo, raptor. That was crazy. But man. like after that happened, and we were up. I think we were up after the first half. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking about. It, I'm like, Kawhi hasn't even really done anything yet. Mm-hmm. And you know that there's gonna be this Kawhi run that will happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I never really doubted. Like I didn't want to believe it, but I don't. I never doubted that we would win that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, I agree. Like it's it's such a weird feeling because like just because the 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 landscape of the entire game, it was such a back and forth game, man. It was tight dude, that throughout. Was a close game that was serious. dude. Yeah. Steph Curry had a great look. Oh, for like Steph call Steph Curry quality shot. I thought that, that was, was a clean look for him, dude. Man. When they got that turnover, then the momentum was. I felt like the momentum was shifted. I was so worried. And they had a great inbound play. You know, a kick out to Draymond Green. He's falling out of bounds, yet he still makes the pass out to Steph for a, like a pretty solid look from the three-corner wing, mm-hmm. from the top corner wing. Just, man, yeah. inches, they, inches they, away. Yo, and that, that, that was the game, right? Because, like, um, and even at the end, too, like, it, it just felt weird. Like, we started celebrating when, when Kawhi hit the, got the foul, and then we're like, okay, the, the game's over. But they're like, no, 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 you got to put point nine. 
Oh, know, so yeah, the the before yeah, the Fetty came out already. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you guys shoot out. two free throws, and then we're like, it was one of those things where like, okay, like we want to happen. Is it gonna happen? And then I think for me, it was literally the moment when, you know, like the buzzer sounded, confetti came out, smoke cannons were going off, and then they started playing um, "We Are the Champions" by Queen. Dude. Like it was, it was such a surreal moment. Like everybody in the crowd was like, you know, kind of just like, like kind of grabbing each other, just singing, just belting the song out. Like that was. It was such. It was like goosebumps, man. To yeah, finally I'm getting be able to sing that about it. in still... Toronto, in our home floor. Like it was that such was a good crazy, moment man. too. When you saw, I think it started off with Ibaka first, where mm-hmm. he started yeah, to he realize started we're gonna win. And then near the end of the near the end of regulation, you had Lowry. He just couldn't contain his emotions anymore. Yeah. And for someone, you know, seven years with the organization, and you know, called the worst things yep. for choking in the playoffs, yep. and you know, and he did. He's been he through did. the dark he times, did. man. Yeah. Yeah. And th- for him to rebound from that, and then you see that Ooh. just that joy yeah. in his face of like, oh my God, we're going to win. You just got to be happy, right? For yeah. someone that's been through that type of adversity, you know, like to be able to go through some of the deepest struggles, right? Especially at like the, the high stages, right? And to come back through all that and to deliver, man, you got to be happy for that. And it just, it represents just not him again. It's the whole team. The mm-hmm. fact that they all did it together, it's... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, one of the best we were saying, man. Like, if the Raptors were to win, this is the best storyline of this is the best storyline of any team in the NBA yeah. this year. And I can't think of a team over the past few years, maybe Cleveland, that is when just finally won it. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. you're just so happy for the Raptors, man. Like, and I think if you look at you know how the week was, right? I felt like not just Canada. You had all these cities across the states, right? Like all these other teams cheering for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just what a time, dude. Man. If you, if you think time. about it. Right when this trade happened, what were, what were everyone saying? Oh, they're la- they're making fun of us, saying, "Oh, you know what? Kawhi's not even going to show up to practice. He's not going to show up to the games. He's just going to sit out the rest of the, the the year until you trade him." All this all this stuff that we made we made a terrible trade, and look where we are now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're we're the champions. We're the champions, bro. We are the champs, man. Dude, it shows that the media doesn't really know anything. Right? Uh-huh. They, oh, they're just trying they to create their man. own. Just trying to get attention. Yo, man. they called the Toronto Raptors others, guy. Yeah. Like, hey, but like, you know what? Part of that to that point, it's. It's crazy and it's so satisfying to, you know, to take ev- all the jabs that we've, we've, you know, like suffered kind of like as a city, as an organization to finally be like, be able to say, you know what, we trusted this process and now look at where, where we are. Like we, we took our hits, we, we took, you know, like we took all those trades, we took all those players that left us and it's kind of like, you know, uh, this was part of the story. This was the part of the story that all led us to this championship, right? And, um, you know, we talk about Kyle Lowry being so deserving because he's been here for, what, eight years? Seven, seven, eight seasons. He's seen the darkest of days. Think about all the people now, right, that's in the city. Oh, man. We've seen everything that Kyle Lowry's seen and more. Dude. And it's just, yeah, that moment, was it was so surreal. And, like, you know, because after the game, after, you know, the initial celebration, we saw everybody hit the streets. It was unreal, man. And that it's was, crazy. what, like half a mil people? Like so a million? Th- okay, so that was Thursday night. Okay, yeah. it is midnight. It is midnight Thursday night. And that was the, the beginning. And that was just the beginning. God, honestly, man, I didn't, like, I felt like everyone and their mom and dad came out to the city, man. It was 
unreal. Honking was at a nonstop. Traffic was at a halt in every direction. What makes what makes people climb? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, so the, <laughs> the moment that all that happened, all of a sudden you start seeing people climb streetlights. It's because it's because the Raptors had to climb to the top, dude. Bitch. That's every, why. Dude, we internalized it. Okay, so, so, so we we were at like yeah. from Jurassic Park, you know, at the south. We walk, We made our way like to to front and York and University. That place was a zoo. Man. There was people climbing on top of a moving truck. Yeah, that was a crazy. moving that truck. That truck got murked. That got murked. What what is that truck doing in a sea of people? But that got raided. You know, you had people on top of cop cars. You had people on buses. top of business, buses. Everything, man. And when we made our way to Young and Dundas, people were on top. I don't even know how to you explain what those things were. Yeah, yeah. I we eventually. But it, what, yeah. what was that? Like what? It's like the 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 scaffold. I did. I know. That's not even scaffolding. What is that stuff? Like that's it was construction. Were, it's all, construction. It's all scaffolding. Man. No, scaffolding. but no, but in the middle of the of uh, Young and Dundas Square, they were walking on top of those like huge posts. Oh, the things and above was, the like, subway. Did, yeah, and I was like, how did you even get there? It's like two floors Yo, high. You climb. You, you climb. <laughs> Dude, I was getting nervous. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of nervous. But the fact that everyone was like. It was actually so. Everyone was super polite. Like, you're a champion. You're a champion. I don't think we I high five champ, more yo. people that night than I ever had. That I was. Just I didn't great. think there was so many people that did parkour, yo. Yeah. <laughs> and you're good at it. <laughs> no one. Well, there's that. Do you see that video? Of that one guy. The guy slips. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Nut shot. Yeah. But uh, and then you see all the cops on the side too, and it's like but they could they could have easily just be like no no don't do that. But I think they knew they understood the moment too. It's mm-hmm. like you know what. This, you know, this is the definition of shutting down a city. Yeah, and they did it in such a polite way. Like I got to give it to you, honestly, man. For Toronto, at literally, it started at midnight. I think I left around three a.m., but I know it was definitely still going on. Like, I don't think anyone got, no one really got hurt. Right? No, no major incidents. Everyone was just happy, and it no, was. I think there was a shooting later on at like four a.m. Unrelated, isolated, isolated. But to be f- honestly, man, like that celebration, everyone was just happy. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I've. Just shout out to the city, man. Like, to your point, man, I felt like all that pent up energy exploded on that night. And, dude, what a time, man. I, I was just. I think my favorite oh, moment man. was when we, we we planned to have, because one of our friends had, was in a wheelchair. So we brought him through the crowd. Everyone was making way for us into the middle of the crowd at front, front of New York. And we got everywhere, random strangers, be like, hey, can you help us out? We're going to lift our friend up. So we all lifted him up. Right in the center, dead center of, of, of the whole crowd. And everyone went nuts. That's crazy. You know, That's crazy. We, we made it on, like, like it our friend. It went viral. Made, yeah, it yeah. went viral. Our, our friend made it onto the news and everything. And it was like one of the premier pictures used to show how yo Iconic, man. Yeah, right? Jimmy, iconic. Yeah, like, Jimmy Buckets gave back yo, to the people, Yo, led by Jimmy man. B, yo. <laughs> Jimmy B to <laughs> the people, yo. Like, dude, this, 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 is your, this is your display picture from until the end of time. <laughs> was he Nobody rocking a Kyle Lowry jersey? Was yeah, he Kyle Lowry jersey. Yeah, man. You know, that's just what... Again, this is all a function of sports. How crazy is that? Because of some balls going into a basket, the fact that we we have so much energy, so much passion thrown into this is just incredible, man. And I, guys, man, like, when did you guys go home Thursday night, man? I feel like I didn't sleep for days. I feel like I I, I didn't sleep that night. I was pretty much up all night watching all the post post game yeah, stuff, all yeah. the interviews, like, everything. Yeah. And even when I went to work the next day, I was like half like it was half half in and out, but. Everyone was in the same mood. Like that Friday at work was actually so oh, it was much amazing. Fun. It was amazing. I, we had this lunch meeting. Yo, shout out to Ryan, man. We, we he booked a lunch meeting. We were all just talking about the raps. It was like such a fun day at work. And man, I, I hope you guys all had the same experience, man, because it was such a great time. Yeah, such a great time. Yeah, I, I think I I slept like four thirty or like five that night, and it was weird because like I got home around like three thirty, but like I didn't want to sleep, man. You were on such a high. Sleep. You want to jump on social right away. You want to oh, see man. what's going on, and it's a like. 
everybody's in such a part. Yo, like, you only do that when when when, we're, when we have a win. When we have a win, a loss, you know, you're not even. <laughs> I, I, know, I shut off my phone. Yo, you're shut off my phone. Yo, that game five when I walked home on game five, there's one of the saltiest walks yeah. home. When, oh yeah. man, yeah. that was so brutal. But yo, game six, man, it just it made up for it, man. You know, I don't like. I don't know. Like seeing all, you know, all the different ethnicities in the city all come together for something like this. Like, it's it's exactly like what the Raptors, right? Like it, they had that much hope, and you could see like th- these are people coming to this country looking mm-hmm. for hope, mm-hmm. and then you have a t- sports team that embodies that exact emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you? not feel mm-hmm. yeah. so excited about this. You guys and, know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what we talked about too, right? In terms of like what basketball means to Toronto. Because like, I, I really think that if the Leafs won the Stanley Cup, the, the, the crowd would be insane. I'm not going to lie. Like the parade was going to be insane, but it's not going to have the same type of love I think it's because like that, and that's the best way to describe it. Because like, like you said, it's like, it's people from all walks of life that are coming together, that are coming out, um, you see, like, like Jimmy, Jimmy, he like he helped people, like you know, who were in wheelchairs. We see, saw seniors come up. We saw babies. We saw kids. It's like it's such like a wholesome moment mm-hmm. that can I, I really think that can only be brought together by like basketball and by the Raptors. For sure. I mean, you can play basketball. All you need is a hoop and a ball. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. When you think of hockey, and again, I agree with you. If if the Leafs were to ever win, it would go crazy. Yeah. But the thing is, like. I never played hockey growing up. Mm-hmm. Like ice hockey, never couldn't played. afford hockey, bro. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't and afford it. If you Keep think it real. You have all these kids, all these families, mm-hmm. co- new families, new mm-hmm. immigrants coming to the country. Like they can't afford to play hockey. Mm-hmm. How can you get behind something that you can't even do yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And again, like I agree, it's gonna go crazy. But it what we saw with the Raptors winning and the way people reacted to that. I don't think we're ever gonna see that again. Just ever the power no. sports, man. And like for for a, a fan base that's never experienced it. I think that's another thing, right? It's like, as a country, we've never been, we've never seen this level of success. And as a city, just feeling it all for the first time. It's so, it's such a genuine thing. It's such a, and again, don't get me wrong. It wasn't all bright moments, right? If we we move on, like, guys, like, we'll be honest. Like, we're going to talk about the championship parade. It was one of the best of times. It was also one of the worst of times, right? And I think it just goes to show the dynamic and the power that sports has to bring what is an estimated three million Insane. people out for Insane. the championship parade. It was it was unreal, man. Like to start on this one, man. Me, myself, and Magic Mitchell, we camped out at Nathan Phillips Square. We camped out like well, we got there at what seven. Time? What time? Yeah. Got there Mitchell got there at seven. People were camping the night before. Yeah, it was unreal, man. I got and I got there at nine. Why? Okay, when I got there at seven. Yeah. Like the thing was like the vibe there was so happy. Everyone mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. just so happy to be there. It also wasn't that hot yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like by the time I got there, like I was already like there was already crowds all the way up to the Toronto sign. It was mm-hmm. so in Nathan Phillips mm-hmm. Square. Yeah. So like it was already busy, but it wasn't crazy. Yeah. You know, fast forward what, eight hours of standing? <laughs> It was tough, like, man. Like when you're in the sun, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It was like honestly, it was pretty poorly managed, if we're gonna be absolutely honest. Like you just felt like nothing was well prepared. Um but looking, how can you prepare? Yeah, right? that's, but, the, and that's the thing. Looking back at it, how can you prepare for it? Like for all we just said, we've never been mm-hmm. here. We've never mm-hmm. won an NBA championship. We've never brought together so many people, right? Yeah. If the numbers are true that it's about two and a half to three million, no, that's record breaking, right? Yeah. Hands down, by far, right? So I it's it's tough. Um, but I gotta give it to them, man. Like, for all the good and bad we've heard, I really do think it was a great celebration, right? Like the fact that you know, we were able to bring so many people together. There's no crazy, like, 
honestly, outside of a handful of people, like I really think Toronto responded so well and reacted mm-hmm. so well, and I mean, I'm I'm happy for the city. We were, so me and Frankie were in the in the crowd, and like it was maybe what like 20 feet away is mm-hmm. where the shooting happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as we were there, like we we saw so many people start to move all of a sudden. Yeah, we we're yeah. like, what's going on? Because no one knew what was going yeah. on. And we just got trampled. Yeah, and I, I honestly, just, it yeah. looked like... So it, So let's give some, uh, I guess, some facts for, for people that didn't follow the situation. But like, it was what, three shots? Three shots rung out. I don't know. This like is in, that, in, that, in the southeast so the corner is, of where So there were fireworks going off the entire oh, day. Oh, the, yeah. the entire yeah. time. So you yeah. don't know... Exactly. What's exactly. going on? Like, Especially in that sea of people. So again, like at Nathan Phillips Square, it is we're literally sardines packed. Probably like what seventy thousand people like, within Nathan crazy. Phillips Square itself. Like, the mo- I've never been at a festival concert. Nothing was more dense than this. Okay, we're there for eight hours straight. It's sunny. There's no TV. There's no, no water. No water. There's not much planning really going people on. Passing out from yeah. dehydration. We're already like so many hours late. You right, basically like, got like when you when you, if you find a spot you're staying in that spot. If you even try to go to the washroom, try to get water, try to do anything, try to get food, you're losing that spot. You're not spot. gonna make yeah. it back. Like I was, I was not even like in the front where you guys were at. I, I was at the back near the arches, and legit when it was, when it got super packed because people didn't know it was delayed that long. People were trying to like squeeze through into our area mm. and be like, oh, there's a there's a somewhat of open space here. Let me let me sit, let me put myself right here. People around there be like, "Yo, they're going off." They're like, "Hey, are you leaving or are you going? Because yeah. you can't stay here. Because we yeah. we've been here for hours. That happened to us too. Right? That happened to us too. Yeah, we're yeah. like, "Yo, you gotta keep moving because you're not yeah. standing here in front of us and blocking our view." Mm-hmm. And the people were just going off. Hey, exit that way or get the hell yeah. out of here. So like, real, yeah. real, yeah. Yeah. Like, we're real. Like, let's be fair. And that's then, and then, and then fight, it is, like man. arguments were breaking yeah. out. Like one group, like the girls were like, "Yo, you can't own a spot. This ain't, what is this? <laughs> you, you paid for a spot. This book is free. We, who, who are you to say this is your spot?" And then they're fucking going back and forth. And I'm just sitting there. I, I you know, if I, you can't I, see I, it. Jimmy's waving his finger right like, now. <laughs> like me, me and Philip, we ate, we ate up Nelson, Nelson baked some muffins. We were, we were high as hell. <laughs> and we're just sitting there like, yo, yo Jimmy's ready to turn up. Yo, Jimmy's ready, yeah. But, but you think about it, I was ready. We, we ate, we ate it at like ten o'clock. We're like, yo, oh my god, time it comes. Try to time it. That's how it comes. We're gonna get, it. and then we're like, we're so high, but nothing was going on, right? <laughs> well, we're just burning. We're like, oh my god. You, you see, you yo, see, yo, you go, you look at taste. It's actually Jimmy that was starting fights. <laughs> we saw a mom with a stroller start. Started Dude, yelling at she people. was going off. Yeah. She was like, "You ain't exiting this way." Like, yeah. get yeah. Like, it was. But, but that's the thing, though. They they uh, they are very naive to think, "Hey, I can bring my kids and oh, be, be at night." Like, you can see, it. like, by the time, like, say, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock rolled around, mm-hmm. I can see just, like, you know, families just leaving. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah. "We can't do this. Like, yeah. the kids True. can't handle this, right?" Mm-hmm. Like, they were just getting basically like pushed out because because. It was happening. Yeah, yeah. so I think a lo- all this kind of just alludes back to Frankie's point about how, like, it wasn't even just like a lot of this was has to you know the blame does go to people that are organizing this, you know, the police, whatever, like handling the crowds. But some of this also goes to like the people, like within the city. We just never experienced something of this magnitude, right? Like, and and it all goes back to you know the cause of the delay. It's like people were just ramming up the roads. Mm. Like, obviously, like it sh- the the route should have been barricaded, but like people were ramming up the roads. It, like thinking that you know, hey, if we fill up the road now, by the time the cops come and like and and split the road, we'll be right in front of where the buses should be. Mm-hmm. Like that is because like that's just people's mentality. Like they want to get as close to the players and the buses as possible. That like 
And like, they were. Like, and they were. That? And they were. Basically, the bus. And it was dangerously cop, close. Dangerously yeah. close. And then, and then the whole crowd. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. That so, one shot when they're like trying to make turn the corner. Exactly. And it was just a it's sea of people. Right. People. Right. So like buses weren't going through. Cops, you know, were not ready. Like they didn't know how to like kind of patrol the people. So all of that led to you know a combination of that being delayed and obviously everybody was gro- growing restless at Nathan Phillips. There wasn't enough water stations. Like everything. Right. So. You know, like, definitely lots of learning coming from that. Um, and then, obviously, unfortunately, like, you know, tempers so start rising. And, and with, that, with that shooting that happened, so, like, like me and Frankie were, all of a sudden, we're looking at all these people start rushing towards yeah. us. And because you're, sh- you're literally shoulder to shoulder with everybody else, yeah. you can't move. Mm-hmm. We're at one point, like, I thought it was a car, honestly, driving into the crowd. It was pretty messy. Like, that's I, what it felt like. Like, that's mm-hmm. what it felt like. And mm-hmm. the fact that no one could move and you see people getting trampled, you yeah. see people with, like, bloody noses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just getting hit. Yeah. And, like, yeah. we were literally stuck. Our our bodies, it became for a minutes. huge mass for minutes. It was like for bodies. Like, yeah. And you can't even move. Yeah. Like, it was like, like for like, a good three you minutes. You can't yeah. move. Because the thing is, like, I... It got to a point, like, around, like, 2, 2.30, 3 o'clock. I'm like, I can't handle this. I'm dying. I feel the sun. I'm, I know I'm burnt. And then I, I and then I had you I, look great, I, Jimmy. Yeah. Huh? You look great. You look <laughs> a like, nice uh, uh, shade of reddish red, red, hue. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I had to make the this, this, uh, executive decision to hey, I, I can't stay any longer. I got to get out of here before you know, like the, the whole rush hour thing. So I told you know Philip and Nelson like, hey, let's let's get out of here. And along the way, we did catch them going up University, mm-hmm. but we were in that exact area, like right behind like the south southeast corner, Damn. where the shooting happened, and you can see it in other videos where. It just everybody just started running that way, Scattered. and then I'm just looking Scattered, like, I'm like yeah. dude, we were right there. Yeah. So we would be we would be in the, in the thick of things if you know everyone started running. People in. got people getting trampled. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We were like, during that thing. It's fight or flight, and everyone's running yeah. and just taking care of their own. Their but their you know own. what, too? Like as bad as all that stuff happened, the one thing I, I noticed too, like I started to hear people being like. Whose backpack is this? Yeah, and they start yeah. lifting it up, yeah. and people are like, "That's my backpack." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. pass it down to. Him. That was yeah. really you know nice. what so, I mean? And yeah. like people picking up shoes. And yeah, people yeah. trying to clean yeah. every everything up that mm. was going on. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, honestly, man, to Mitchell, what you're saying, like, I think, like we said at the beginning of this, it was one of the best of times. It was also one of the worst of times. Like for all the bad things that happened, I gotta say though, it's how you react to it that truly matters. Mm. And I think as a Toronto fan base, I'm proud to say, like to what Mitchell just said. Even in those dark moments, man, we seem to have rallied together. And when that happened, okay, when we were getting trampled, man, we decided to leave. But on that walk home, I just felt as though, like, everyone was kind of on the same feeling. They were so disappointed at how it happened. Like, everyone was so disappointed that the shooting happened. But we reacted to it, you know, together. And I think that's one thing that you got to say about the Toronto fans, right? Like, it was unfortunate. Shitty things happened. Like, even before all that happened, you know, there were people climbing on the arches. And well, the cops were trying. That was terrible, that was so man. Terrible. And Nick, wh- what are you doing? Like, what are you doing, right? But I'm glad that people shouted them down, right? I'm glad yeah, that people. The shame, no one the shame chance. Yeah, shame. They're shaming them. No one cheered them going up. Like that first guy I was like, "What the hell are you doing, man?" And eventually, we actually shamed them all I, down. Like we were legit under those arches, mm-hmm. and then like the moment like one person goes out, we're like, "Oh, look at this! This guy's being so." He thinks he's like, so cool. Yeah, he's so stupid. And then and then you see uh, everybody. Like, everybody just following. Yeah. Everyone just go, keep going up and up. Yeah. I mean, at that point, there was at least like on one arch, maybe like. 15 people on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, right. it, honestly, it's terrible because that's a bad example for kids. And this is, it's it's a family thing, right? This yeah. is, like, it's, it's so, such an important part of our city. Or so it's such honestly, an important like day. at that point, I'm like, I'm, th- I'm looking at these guys. I'm just like, I'm like, hey, if you fall, that's up your own accord. Dude, if you fall, so you die, you die. I, give a, t- I, yeah. I give a rat's ass if you die, yeah. right? Yeah. 
I was more worried about the people underneath yeah, that, that, yeah. Did, yeah. that didn't them. do anything that are there just to enjoy the Raptors, mm-hmm. and you're you're there mm-hmm. that you could, you're basically endangering other people. Like I could, I saw people that were under them. They were get, like leaving their spot just so that they don't either a get 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 you know a body falling down mm. on them or b um, having to witness something that traumatizing yeah. to see somebody fall sure. down from there exactly. and just and basically almost mm-hmm. die right yeah, yeah. like yeah. how's that not fenced in was yeah. that fenced in it's not they it weren't prepared they weren't prepared insane. they weren't prepared right and so but, but on, the thing is even if it was fenced in at that point it was yeah. like people that kind of like that mom fences, fences didn't mean anything yeah. I, you know like we took like a fence out man they tore down fences and passed it down the thing yeah so, but to bring to bring it, again to bring it together on this man, like to have two and a half, three million people come together, like you're bound to have, you know, a handful of bad apples, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what happened. Yeah. Um, but I gotta say, like looking at the moment, I was really distraught. Like I was on to Mitch about it. Like, it's, it was such a it was a tough damper on the day. But looking back, man, I'm really glad at how the city responded. Well, we got yeah, we got give credit yo, that yeah. you know, a like the the Toronto police and er, everyone else. So involved, swift, so they, swift. They took care of the situation. They, care. they controlled it yeah. quick, like and, and especially with that many people, right? Like if you have something like that spread out, like that can that that could have caught on, and and like that chaos, Dude, it could have rubbed too. off. Yeah. to the, the rest the of the audience. Continue. Honestly, the fact that they continued the celebration already says a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. to what Mitchell said. As soon as such so much negativity happened, people were helping each other. Hey, did someone lose a shoe? Did someone yeah, lose yeah. a bag? And to give it back and like, so I just, was it was wholesome, man. So where I was like, you guys were like obviously like in that that southeast Crown corner level. area. So uh, yeah, so I was actually on the ramp, like the second level above where like the the media was. So I had like a bird's eye view of like everything that was happening, and when that crowd spread, one like a ton of the the um, the crowd, like people started running up the ramp, mm-hmm. and like their security kind of fencing off that area. Um, because there's like other media people there, they were literally just climbing over security people at that moment. Like, and you saw the the people that were running up. There was just legitimate fear in their eyes for their life. They're just screaming, they're like, tears. yeah, they're like, right? they're like, there's shooting. Like, we're coming here. We don't care who you are. And it's like, when, once people were flooding that area, right? Like, you don't know who's coming in. You don't know if, like the attackers coming in. You don't know what they have. But um, like, once all that kind of settled down. Like, I, I looked over the, the railing, and I saw, yeah, like, single shoes on the side. There's just, like, cups, like, backpacks, hats everywhere. And, you know, you slowly started seeing people kind of trickle back, like, once the area was was uh, kind of contained. But it was, yeah, to see everybody helping each other in the aftermath, like, it was it was nice. And, like, some people were, were helping each other, like, up the rails. Um, like, people, because they wanted to get out of there. It's so like, they were up, helping up the rails or, like, down the rails, helping seniors. Like, the police officers were helping, so... We do need to yeah give a shout out to that, but mm-hmm. um, yeah no o- overall and, and I hate that we kind of have to talk about this and like and kind of taint that special day you know for the city for the fans, but um, you know it, it's it's part of what what happened. But you know on the positive side, obviously with the parade itself, players getting a chance to you know kind of interact with the players, right? Like I mean sorry sorry fans getting a chance to interact with the players. We saw Jeremy Lin was signing every single jersey he possibly mm-hmm. could. Um, Marcus all we, we gave him the the uh, parade MVP. He was this guy was this was man the was show party machine, yeah. yo. Kawhi um, was loving it, you know. Yo, the plant. You guys see the plant guy? Oh, the yeah, plant yeah. guy the finally gave Kawhi the plant, yo. So out of the bus, yeah, yeah man. Practice, man. Yo, honestly, for I think for players, man, that's such a great send off to mm-hmm. end the season. Yeah. To see it, like, dude, can you imagine what that view was like for these guys? Like to see millions of people just out there cheering you. Oh my goodness! You know man. the thing is too, like Kawhi's speech, like the only thing that could have topped that is if he announced that he he stayed. Yeah, 
But like honestly, but but if you read between the lines, the aha, 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 that that meant that was the best though. That's why language for his thing. Yo, it just showed how self-aware he really is, right? Like people think he don't talk. People think he he don't know about social media. Yo, dude, he's on everything. You just he's just on the deal. You just came out of his shell. You know what I mean? And and that's the thing, right? Like Toronto brought out his character. Toronto, baby. (laughs) Do baby. You just got to be happy for this Matt guy, Devlin man. Was, Matt Devlin was great, too. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. I've never seen him that hyped. No. Yeah, Dude, nice. like, everyone, like, everyone won. Even Drake won a bit, man. Even Drake is out here partying with the team. You yeah. got to, like, you got to love how he represented the city. You got to represent how he loved, like, represented the team. Um, I, lo- I love what he said, just in, in terms of, like, um, the city deserving this. Mm. And just telling everybody, like, he, he took a minute, like, obviously, everyone's seen his speech by now. Like, he took a minute to tell everybody, hey, you know what? Turn, turn to your left, turn to your right. Hug a stranger, yeah. you know. Tell him you love him. Tell him like you know, uh, like you deserve this moment. Like this is something that we all share together as a city. You mm-hmm. know, all whatever two three million that came out. This is a moment that you know, like I'm never forget gonna Dude. forget. You guys are never gonna forget. As you know, it was, yo, know, it was nice, man. Like yo, you know what? It it all comes back to Masai's opening day press conference when he told everyone, Bro. you know, believe in yourselves. Yeah. Look what, look what has happened. It's you crazy. Know what I mean. Oh my goodness! But remember a few years ago, we were at a a biz, uh, what was it? Sports business conference. Yeah. Masai Ujiri was the guest speaker. He was one of the key speakers. Yeah. And at the end of that conference, he was like, "I believe we're gonna win. We we are going to win in Toronto." Mm-hmm. And I remember what he was saying that there. I was like, "Oh, you know, okay, you, you, as a GM, you gotta say that, right?" But right. he said it with such conviction. I I remember I was taken aback. I was like, "Wow, this guy's he's saying it, but." It seems like he's he really means it. Mm-hmm. Like and I wasn't prepared for that at the time. Mm-hmm. He's a visionary, man. Dude, and that's the thing, right? That's I guess and that's the thing. Like that is the sign of a true visionary where mm-hmm. he says things people aren't even ready to hear yet. Mm-hmm. Like I get how every GM says that, but the way he said it, when he said it, I just I didn't expect it, mm-hmm. right? Like I just it's not shocking he said it, but I just didn't expect him to say it and to say it with that type of conviction and to, to be able to pull it off what that was like two years ago mm-hmm. no maybe three that was like three years ago the fact that he says we're gonna Toronto's gonna win a champion that's the only thing Toronto's missing Toronto's such a great city the only thing they're missing is a championship and we are going to win a championship Masai Ujiri man and Masai we trust trust in Masai this, man this guy this, this is the true process man this mm-hmm. man is a true process and I'm like best GM live man I, I probably best or sorry best president of operations yeah, it's still in crazy the of the game. Like, even just the trade for Kawhi, like th- you're trading away the greatest Raptor at that time in in franchise history, the, their their best player ever. Mm. You're trading him away. Yeah. Let's, let's and not, what yeah. what happens from that? You get a championship, mm-hmm. like Yo, all in one season. One season. Yo, all in one season. Discount all the small moves, right? When he as soon as he got here, you made a huge trade getting rid of Rudy Gay, right? He like it was. Was about it? to blow it up. It was, was his face. Mm-hmm. What was right? his face right before? Brian Colangelo. You know, he, he took a huge gamble getting Rudy Gay. And one season later, Masai comes in, cleans it up. And people, he was getting ready to tank, right? Like, and all the moves in between, getting the signings of Siakam, you know, signing Fred, like all these little things over all the years, all contributed to this one moment. Signing Freddie. I mean, undrafted. Yep. Huge, yeah. Man. yeah. Right? Giving huge. them those contracts, right? Yo, even pa- paying Kalari yeah. Max. Yo, like, dude, yeah. Max and Kalari, like, all, everything. Like, there was so much doubt. What about what about extending Dwayne Casey? Oh, Multiple times. But hey, he, yo, listen, he uh, he contributed to the player development of players, he did. right? He did. Like, mm-hmm. You can't say Casey didn't contribute as well. Like, I, honestly, people might give Dwayne Casey shit and Demar Rosen shit, but 
both of them contributed heavily to where we wouldn't we are. be here without yeah. what they did. Exactly. You know He's I mean? the second uh, sacrificial lamb, man. Yo, and if you think about it too, honestly, Raptors nine oh five. It shows how huge. good of you know how yeah. good of a system that is. Mm-hmm. Like you developed Siakam, you developed Powell, Van Vliet, Van Vliet. You developed Powell. Yeah, dude, to, to carve out a budget to spend Nick those resources, Nurse. Nick, Nick Nurse, Nurse trusting in Nick Nurse. Like, I, I, it's so, and I think there's so many decisions that we still have yet to see. Like, we don't even know about all these small decisions he's made mm-hmm. that have all contributed to this. And that's why I just, dude, I'm so thankful, man. Like, to see everything come together, to see not just the players peak together, but to see, like, the franchise peak together. It's, it's a magical moment. I don't know if we'll ever be here again because it's such, like, it's such a rare occasion for everything to come together. And I think that's just what makes this championship run so incredible. Yeah. Everything we, came together. Yeah. Not just players. Everything, like, we, like, everything. We, we talked about like the the stars aligning for for the Raptors, right? And like that is the reality. Like, mm-hmm. in order to, for a team to win a championship, you're gonna need that luck. You're gonna need to make sure you know players are healthy. Like, you need to make sure everything is perfect. And you know, finally, it was the Raptors' time. It was Toronto's time. It was the country's time. Um, it's yeah, it's a beautiful sight, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like Vegas already, they put out odds for who's gonna win next season. Raptors aren't favorites, like. It's we're okay, and it's okay. We're defending chance yeah. at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. all, everyone's saying, "Oh, Kawhi's going to leave. Kawhi's going to leave." Mm-hmm. But honestly, like we we just won a championship. Yeah, yeah. Dude. It's crazy. I, I have a quick question for you guys. How many years do you think it took the Raptors to get to this point? Like, I, I don't want to say it took twenty years because I think there's a lot that came in, but there was a stretch in our in our time. Did it take one year to do this? Did it take five years? Did it take ten years? What do you think was that stretch of time that it took us to build? Because yeah. realistically, this you can see, like now that we've seen it happen, we can see all the steps it took to get here. How many years do you think it really took us to get to this trip? How many, th- how many years do you think it took to get us this trip? I, I think that, again, I'm, I'm probably biased here, I, I, maybe, but I'll say that when Lowry joined the team seven years Ooh. ago, he brought that attitude of, like he brought a different attitude to Fair. the team. Before that, I don't think anyone really believed that the Raptors could ever really achieve anything up to that point. And then you had someone like Lowry who had this, you know, really stubborn attitude. He's like, everything was about winning. Mm-hmm. And he brought an attitude and he, he helped build this culture on the Raptors of, we're not going to give up. No matter what happens, we're not giving up. Mm-hmm. To me, like, that's where we start to see a lot of different things start to happen with the Raptors. You start bringing in different types of players and mm-hmm. it was more about these guys have heart. Yeah. Right. And you could see all of that culminate in what happened this year and, and the championship run that we went on. Mm-hmm. I I think it's with Lowry. Starts with Lowry. Start with Lowry and no, that's a good that's a good point to start think, off, man. For me, I think it starts with basically our first playoff run with you know Lowry and Demar. Mm-hmm. You know, it was for maybe what five years. Twenty thirteen. I think that was twenty thirteen. Five years of of five years of basically failure, mm-hmm. failure of. Can we really do it with this 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 combo? Can we really do it with this group? You know, like everything around them changed, right? The only thing that was stayed constant was Demar and Lowry. Mm-hmm. You know, everything else was was different from that 2013 team to what it is now. Like, and then you see Masai be like, okay, maybe we can tweak a little thing. You know, get, you know, get that bench mob, get that thing. But then everything kept leading back to, can we win with Kyle and Demar? Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where you're like, and Masai saw. You know, he's like, what's the definition of insanity? Doing something mm-hmm. over and over again, thinking it's going to work. And mm-hmm. it didn't. And he pulled the trigger, got, you know, had to get rid of DeMar, had to get rid of 
Casey, and it's it basically shows like what this basically led all the way up, all the necessary steps to become a championship team. Mm-hmm. He learned from all those mistakes of what what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I I think like there's there's so many different timelines that you can kind of pinpoint, but uh, for me it would be when the Raptors traded Rudy Gay, and mm-hmm. it was like. Like you said, Frankie, because like that was the moment that we were supposed to tank, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think when you know the others will quote, put them quote unquote, uh, we got a bunch of ba- a bunch of like role players back, and and we really started to make a, a push for the the playoff run that mm-hmm. year. That was it was a special time because I think it was at that moment that the rest of the the fans and the city and the people really started embracing this kind of underdog, mm-hmm. you know, we the North mentality. It's yeah. like. We have this massive obstacle in front yeah. of us. We're not supposed to win, but hey, we're making noise. We're surprising people. Mm-hmm. And it was that attitude that kind of like started carrying it on yeah. year after year. Yeah. And then the We the North campaign came out and it mm-hmm. just kind of like really kind of, it was a rallying cry yeah. for everybody to say like, hey, you know what? Even if we don't make it now, we got to reunite together and we're going to make it there someday. Yeah. And it's that, that was the belief, right? Yeah. And like, that aligned with what kind of Masai had his vision and, you know, piece by piece, player by player you know year by year we started getting better and i, I really think for me it was it was kind of that turning point where it's like mm-hmm. it the the organization was at a crossroad you either tank or you go all in mm-hmm. and we were forced by you know some kind of you know fortunate luck that we started veering off to that direction yeah. and you know yeah, that's, honestly that's a really good point man i was like kind of thinking it might, it might stretch that far back but it's just like if i'm going to be brutally honest man as a critic watching the league watching a lot of nba then i just i never felt as though the team, the Toronto Raptors, were going to be a relevant team, to be honest. As Even though we made all these good moves, I just didn't think we had what it'd take to become more than mediocre. Brutally honest, I thought that was the peak. But I remember, I think it was the 2016 playoff runs when the Toronto Raptors went to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time mm-hmm. against LeBron James. And we lost in six games. But that night we lost at home in game six against LeBron, the fans were just cheering even though at a loss they didn't leave and they were cheering to the last minute and they were lebron i remember lebron had a post game yeah yeah and they're just drowning him out because let's go like it was so hectic it was crazy and i remember that night man yeah. i remember i was right at the acc I, I remember i was watching a game and i went downstairs as soon as the game ended and it was crazy i remember yeah. that was the first time we tasted the madness yeah. like young and uh harbor was shut down that entire street everyone was just honking like crazy even though we lost even though we lost Everyone was cheering. I remember I was walking the city and it was such a crazy feeling, man. And that was the beginning. That was a taste of what was to come. And even even, even LeBron, like to your point, like even LeBron mm-hmm. during that interview, he mm-hmm. paused the interview and he said, Hey, he you know what? City, listen man. to this. Listen to this. Listen to the fans. These fans mm-hmm. are amazing. Mm-hmm. And like I, I agree with you, because like I think that's also the point when uh, when other people started putting Toronto on the map. Dude, that's when I was seeing the Raptors fans. That yeah. was the moment when I was like we have a chance. If we just were so close, and even though we got swept like two years in a row after by the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers, it didn't matter because we knew in that moment we had a chance. But man, what a time. And honestly, guys, we, we got to give it one more time. Shout out to the Toronto Cheers. Raptors by being chance of the 20, 2019 season, baby. Uh-huh. 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 Yep. Yeah, so on that note, man, it's, you know, we talked about this. What What a way to end that NBA season, man. Like it's, you know, I I think it's one of those things as rap like as Raptors fans, like we've never been this far, this deep into the playoff run. So running into June, it felt like the whole playoffs was another season. But 
uh man what an ending what a time this is yeah we gotta enjoy this moment man mm-hmm. that's what it is um so and for us i guess this wraps up our you know our official second season of the Mo buckets podcast man and yo, I think it's safe to say we we won the chip too. You know, we, <laughs> we, yeah, we win every year. We win every year. Um, and you know, we, we for our, for our listeners, man, our um, our family. Thanks, you know, thanks so much for all the support. Obviously, over the the seasons, uh, for sticking with us. And uh, you know, this is something that we we love doing. Um, you know, it's out of the passion of our own hearts. It's out of the passion of us being fans of not only basketball but you know of the Raptors. Uh, of the city and uh, just the overall culture of everything so uh we appreciate you guys for for supporting us sticking with us and um so i think you know from from our you know season perspective we're gonna wrap up the second season here we'll we'll drop another uh off-season episode um later on in the summer we'll we'll recap you know any significant trades signings obviously we know that you know there's there's a couple that have already taken place but we want to gather all of that info into one episode and uh give you more like analysis from there so um yeah thank you guys again uh y'all got anything to say to our supporters or what we're gonna run that back run that (laughs) back defending champs going back to back back to back man all right so that's it from us uh we're gonna go fishing until next time, y'all, be safe. You know, we'll see y'all in the summer then, man. Keep uh, getting buckets. Peace. Peace.